they already get a lot of money out of it. Yeah, but like that's their right. That's their birthright for that, because, as well as Google Play, because, okay, I really... <laughs> their birthright. <laughs> I, I, I like that, I nice. like that. Yeah, 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 nice. Steve <laughs> Jobs must be like giving you a little thumbs up in his grave. Huh? <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how the biggest free market capitalist is Russian. Here, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's ironic. Welcome to the 13th roundtable of the Metacast the show which is brought to you by Navic, in which we explore the business of video games. I'm your host, Nico, and today I'm joined by Matej Lancaric, Abimanyu Manu Kumar, and Anton Gordetsky. And in this episode, we are discussing Netflix and Games Part 2, Apple's concessions to app developers, and China's ban on more than three hours of gaming time for children under 18 per week. And as today's bonus segment, I'm reintroducing another round of Pitch Your Dream Game. Um, and I've already put quite a lot of pressure <laughs> on my uh, panelists to uh, make sure that they are creative enough to give us some, uh, some awesome games to, uh, to imagine. Can't wait, Nico. Can't wait. Yeah, exactly, Mate. Um, all right, let, let's jump in our, in our first topic, Netflix and Games Part 2. So a few weeks ago, we already discussed and made some predictions about the streaming giant's step into games. Um, after they talked about their gaming plans on their earnings call and they hired Mike Verdu to head their games division. And so last week, Netflix launched a first test. And so the details are that Netflix subscribers in Poland get to play two games, Stranger Things 1984 and Stranger Things 3. And they will find links to the games in the Netflix app itself. Um, and those links will take them to the Google Play Store where they can install them at no additional cost. Um, and the games will have no ads or in-app purchases, and they're so yeah, hence fully included in Netflix's paid subscription plan. So, what are your uh, first thoughts here? Is this uh, what you expected as uh, Netflix's first moves? Oh, it's, it's a bit surprising they opened up this in, in Poland. I mean, well, I use Poland in soft launching uh, games quite often, so <laughs> why, <is laughs> why <that>? not? Because <laughs> it's, it's a huge Android market. Uh, mm. Also, like great uh, players, so I guess I'm not surprised at, at, at that much. But it's uh, it's definitely funny to see this uh, like these two games that were made for like PC or Steam uh, running on on mobile devices. Have, have you tried the games? Oh man, that's it's definitely not my cup of tea. Mm. I, I tried to I tried to look it up when we were discussing this uh, on, on our last podcast, but. Um, but it doesn't feel right on, on mobile, and I uh, didn't catch my attention to, to actually play it on, on Steam at all. Okay. Manu, what, what do you think? Yeah, I feel like the games that they chose uh, to kind of put uh, in Poland and, um, you know, through the through this UX that they have decided on, mm -hmm. um, basically it's just a way, uh, to me it feels like it's just a quick way to essentially test a lot of things early. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have these two games ready. It's connected to uh, a pretty strong IP. And I, I think the IP is also kind of strong in Poland. And yeah, you know, it's all ready to go. So why not just like test the entire UX that they have currently uh, through that, like see what kind of traction they get through that. And and then, you know, iterate, learn, iterate and keep improving. But 
I mean, it's also clear that it's very, very early days <laughs> of this uh, this whole thing. They've ju- they've said that it's like very, very early days, and they've still got lots of work to do with that. So I wouldn't judge them as like a huge first step, and maybe. You know, we should see what they do with both these games and some other titles, maybe, and some other regions. Because so far, it's not exactly the thing that, you know, everyone should be discussing as, like, Netflix's first move into games, to me. So (laughs) it's it's still like, you know, okay, let's try that and, you know, see where this is going. Hmm. And so what would be, for you, like, Netflix's first move into games? That's a great question. Um, I believe uh, you guys have been discussing that earlier, but uh, sorry if I'm like repeating some something, but to me, the best thing they can do is actually launch a cloud gaming service of some kind. That's not gonna be easy, of course, but when they have uh, a huge, well, not huge, but a decent set of game of games where which you can actually launch from some cloud gaming service that would be a real step into because launching a couple of mobile games on a on Google Play not on your own platform of some kind hmm. on uh, in a single region is not a like a first step to me but when you have hmm. uh, several uh, games in different IPs, not only Stranger Things. And to be honest, they don't really have lots of other IPs of their own. But I might be wrong on that. Um, and you have your own platform, ideally, to do that. That's mm. a first step. <laughs> that is a first step. For me, I, I consider that a pretty pretty far ahead, man. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. be fair. But again, it's it's very early days. They've said they've yeah, said yeah. this and. Yeah. So what 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 do you mean though? Like, like the games being surfaced in the Netflix app itself, but there is no like external app on which the games have to be launched, and like the gaming experience is within the Netflix app, and all and the gaming experience is streamed through the cloud. Is is that what you mean? Or yeah, yeah, like something like Xbox Cloud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would make sense. You know, like these games are on on Google Play under the Netflix account. So. <laughs> It's like you know, you go to Netflix, then you click on the game, and then you are di- redirected to the to the Google Play account. Uh, there's so Come so on. much fric- <laughs> so much friction in that. Like, yeah. why would I why would I even do that? Okay, but Matei and, and Manu, what would be the the logical next step for you guys for Netflix? Well, Anton has a point with uh, like uh, having everything in the in the one app. I mean, I'm really looking forward to see the the Stranger Things game that is um, developed by uh, Next Games. I mean, this should well, was supposed to be in, in soft launch last year, but uh, they announced this uh, it's going to soft launch like last last month, I guess. So that would be something to to take a look at, which is like uh, looks like uh, Empires and Puzzles. Um, so this is definitely like mobile. Um, developed game, not uh, a PC game that is mm. ported ported to mobile. So definitely, like first mobile games, and then uh, something else. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts, Manu? So I think this was like already a good first step, but only from the perspective of you know testing something quickly and learning mm. and iterating on it. The point about you know the added friction because. Um, uh, people now have to like download the app again through the Google Play Store. Mm. Um, that's yeah, 
it is definitely a friction point um additionally like there would also be people who um just look for stranger things games on the google's play store and come come at it from the opposite direction but mm. if you don't have a netflix account then you probably need to create one <laughs> before before you can mm-hmm. actually like access that game and yeah and that requires a a hefty there's, there's again like a hefty payment friction point over there so mm-hmm. that's like further going to like you know curtail some adoption but um but i think that's that's like a secondary point it's not really the key point i feel i think like aaron put it quite well uh in you know the last discussion um and i feel like what aaron said is basically you know playing out now where he was talking about um they are, they are in the competition for uh time in general you know <laughs> or these uh i think how matthew ball puts it is called the leisure uh, leisure wars or something so yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking nice. for uh yeah just like trying to steal more of the leisure time market share you know mm. and uh, games as being part of that makes a lot of sense because at the end of the day it is they have put the games within the netflix subscription therefore it is about increasing the value proposition of the subscription itself mm. and how it would then contribute to a business would to the business would of course be like you know increasing or reducing churn and or inversely increasing retention but also eventually i feel leading to some kind of a price increase but mm. the price increase will only be justified if the value the extra value proposition is justified and if the games are good the, yeah exactly yeah. like you need to have you need to have like a large portfolio of games they that not only needs to be large but they also need to be relevant in terms of you know the ips that are getting used and on top of that they need to be engaging games and mm. i think that's where uh, that's where there might be a little bit now this will be like a third friction point because who is going to create these engaging games mm. and at the moment it will likely be a lot of like outsource units who would mm. create these yeah. games and i think mate on the last podcast also talked about this um, the teams this yeah. yeah the teams you know the this bonus xp team yep. creating the stranger things games and if you look at the retention numbers for that one and you compare <laughs> it to like the retention numbers of an, of among us for example which is also like a full premium game experience um i just wrote it down but so sensor tower says that the stranger the stranger things game created by bonus xp had a d1 of 49% d7 of 15% and a d30 of 5% versus among us which had 49 28 and 19 <laughs> okay <laughs> so it's a huge difference um, among <laughs> us is like you know four times higher in terms of his d30 um mm-hmm. uh, retention so en- like you know creating these engaging games will basically come down to having a very very healthy long term retention curve because uh if they want to use the games to kind of keep people in this in the Netflix ecosystem and therefore also drive those people to back to new seasons of stranger things that have like mm-hmm. really long gaps between them then long term retention becomes pretty critical and like increasing your d30 by like 4x is a very very That's hard task it's super hard yeah. Yeah. yeah and that puts that puts like further pressure on finding high quality developers to actually like build 
these game experiences that could be an internal team that's built out over time or it just could be um, executed by attracting developers through the opportunity of you know building on these ips um like you know maybe what they're trying out with next games yeah mm. uh, but yeah, all in all i feel yeah you know to drive the retention curve and therefore like reduce subscription uh, churn and like create or increase the value proposition of the of the entire subscription you need enough games you need the relevant games and you mm. need like the engaging games and uh, and therefore like long term retention becomes important um but yeah they that's why i said it's very very early days yeah and uh, there's a lot left to be proven out right now yeah. the ip thing is a very very tough one because it might seem weird but netflix does not own the like the major part of ips you see on the service right so all the animated series lots of shows they do not own them so when you apart from the difficultness of apart from the difficulty of making a good game with a good retention uh you have a problem of you know the uh, the ip so what what are you going to mm. base your game on and apart from stranger things all right you can make what three to four games maybe five but how long can you can you use the the very same ip for all of your games for all the platforms you're going to have them on but also apart from retention you have to think about um in app monetization and i believe they don't have any right now there yeah they don't yeah so they will eventually have to i believe do that and that's another question so again uh having a good retention is one thing but monetizing your game and when you t- when you monetize that you're paying the commission fee to the app store and google play and that's another revenue uh you know it's another cost for you so i actually don't i don't think that they would really like go down the monetization route actually they'll probably continue with like no ips and no ads because in a way it's kind of then like double dipping in a way yeah. because you're anyway asking your subscribers to like pay for the netflix subscription and the ultimate goal is to increase the value proposition of the subscription which would then yeah. result in a price increase of the subscription so yeah if that's the only goal then yes but like are yeah. we sure that they're getting into gaming just to increase the you know the value proposition of the initial subscription you know if, if they're aiming for like uh, increasing the the time the play time or the watch time or whatever time the leisure well, battles yeah then yeah. definitely yes i mean this is an investment for them just to mm. increase this and uh, you know to to develop more games to to capture the, the the users in netflix either in in the app or in in their games regardless yeah. of the of the monetization yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think so too but the counter example to all of this is like apple arcade a little bit no nah? it's oh. uh, that i mean that was <laughs> also not an like, example come on it's, it's that's that it's that come on yeah yeah, yeah it's that <laughs> and basically like it's it's um it was really the same strategy in a way right yeah uh, true i mean apple had the distribution and pro- arguably stronger distribution because they also had yeah. like the devices and yeah. the app store which is the window to you know distribution um and they also offered a premium game experience like a, 
a much wider portfolio of pretty high quality premium game experiences at that 499 price or whatever but people just did not buy in you know it uh of course, of course now like no one wants it <laughs> no yeah. one do you guys do you guys play any apple arcade game right now not at all zero never no. <laughs> i turn i turn I, i think like apple arcade also had like um some 20% churn or something like that versus is that a public Netflix. was that a public number somewhere yeah i uh, I, i saw like many people quoted on twitter I heard it too, um, yeah. yeah from like some from a research from antenna or something all right and i think the graph is also available in uh, matthew ball's article i think it was 20% um mm-hmm. versus netflix which was like lower than 3% or something like so, that so so manu what can netflix learn from uh, apple arcade in your opinion how not to do it <laughs> <laughs> what went wrong matei it's just you know no one wants to play these type of games come on in in these so it's the wrong these games market, in in these like free to play market no way so like when apple arcade came out like i was actually pretty bullish on the idea i just love the idea of okay you know what pay one time for these like high quality game experiences uh, which were actually pretty fun i played i played a lot of them uh and you know no ads and no like you know um quote and quote free to play mechanics uh-huh. etc but i i guess the big difference between apple arcade and netflix's uh attempt at a similar kind of idea one big difference is apple arcade you, you had to actually buy into that versus netflix which already has a subscriber base of 200 million mm-hmm. with multiplied by three like uh, what three to four profiles per uh, subscriber <laughs> of course uh, and they've already they have the subscription active therefore you can already access the games and continue your stranger thing living in the stranger yeah. things experience through this game experience but that was not really the case for apple arcade and you know that price point and they bundling it into you know this apple plus package it essentially <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, underscores that it just the adoption didn't work uh, and but it also kind of um it also kind of showcases th- that single offering was not enough of a value add and that comes back to uh, that comes back to the point for netflix that will kind of creating that apple arcade replicating the apple arcade experience with yeah possibly the strongest ips and even if you put like the best game designers on it will it be enough of value add to uh, justify a eventual price increase later because it mm. did not uh, it did not um, prove out to be a standalone value add with apple arcade if you know what i mean so yeah so there will need to be synergies actually between the two i i believe so and i feel maybe the answer lies more in the content itself um how netflix maybe uses things like social or you know these interactive experiences that they pioneered to actually mm. create like unique premium game experiences that don't exist in today's market through the netflix subscription mm. um i mean that could be a pretty that would be like another significant change to you know what apple arcade was uh, offering and mm-hmm. because at the end of the day yes it is a free to play world there are some pretty compelling game experiences available for free that you can play like uh, forever and you know there are also dedicated audiences uh, in those uh, in those games now if uh, netflix wants to steal time from those audiences then um 
yeah, they have to end up offering more compelling game experiences. But mm-hmm. there is also a reason free to play is the dominant model now, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. which would be, of course, price driven, but also game design driven to an mm-hmm. extent. So, yeah, it's a, <laughs> I don't know, it's a little to, bit of a conundrum. Content, yeah, it comes down yeah. to the content and the games and, uh, well, the teams that they're going to build those games yeah. and uh, maybe connecting them to the experience or the, the TV shows that you can see on the Netflix and then sure. yeah, interactively play a part of the of the plot inside the game as well. Yeah, so, for yeah. sure. All right. If, if I can yeah. just make one last comment, but I actually, Nico, I think like your idea, uh, you know, in the, in the last podcast, you gave this idea of... Uh, and you said it's in a faraway world where, you know, you can have the uh, the TV show and then you also have the game interacting with each other. Man. And, you know, you progress the TV show through the game or something. Mm. I actually don't think that's such a far out idea. That would, it sounds, it sounds pretty cool and could be like just that unique pinch they need also in content. Mike Verdu, I'm, I'm, re- I'm here for you, man. Just give me a they call. just need they just need one killer game, all right? So uh, yeah. not these like experiments. They just need to make a really great mobile or whatever cloud game, which will really engage the audience. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Let's go to our next topic. Enough about Netflix and games. Let's talk about <laughs> Apple and and developers. Um, so last week we discussed Google's problems and alleged attempts to suppress the rise of rival app stores on Android. Um, And so now, over the past week, Apple has been making headlines with some of their concessions towards developers. So the first news is that as part of a proposed lawsuit settlement with developers, it will allow developers to tell their customers about ways to pay outside of the App Store. Um, And on top of this, it also extends the types of prices that devs can offer for subscriptions in app purchases and paid apps. Um, this settlement still needs to be approved by the courts. And just to be clear, this suit is not the same as the Epic suit. Uh, so this is a different one with a, a bunch of smaller devs. So yeah, so I think the interesting part is that now finally, you know, developers are allowed to tell, talk to their customers and tell them that they can pay outside of the app as well. Um, <laughs> what do you think about this? Is this a major allowance? Matej, what do you think? Well, it's not a major one, but uh, it's at least something. I mean, it's uh, definitely a good first step towards like opening things up. And um, so just to take a step back. Um, we were doing this uh, ages ago when I was at Pixel Federation when there was like Facebook Canvas games and uh, we created our own web portal to just, you know, bypass the 30% cut from Facebook and we were sending the players to, to our own web portal just, you know, sell the same thing but with a slightly... Uh, more value to to get more money. So uh, I think it, if this is coming um, already to to mobile now, perfect. Mm-hmm. Manu, what are, what are your thoughts? So I'll I'll just like start with you know quoting from Apple's uh, newsroom article uh, what they said about this, but. They have this uh, one bullet which says, to give developers even more flexibility to reach customers, Apple is also clarifying that developers can use communications such as email to share information about payment methods outside of their iOS app. As always, uh, developers will not pay Apple a commission on any purchases taking place outside of their app or the App Store, and users must consent 
to the communication and have the right to opt out so <laughs> so <tell laughs> that's <us>. a lot <laughs> that's uh that's a that huge step guys <laughs> that tells me two things uh one is everything is very nebulous right now uh and the second is if apple does uh, or apple has to now allow it but um from the sound of that message it also sounds like a very very high friction method to enable it that being said apple basically has to play a balancing act between three vertices first is its business second is uh its customers and the third is its developer ecosystem and it cares about all three so basically f- for me like what it comes down to is you know how will how will act- apple actually implement it right now it's in a nebulous state and you know they're using wording like such as email but they th- like the actual implementation could turn out to be quite different and email might be a part of it um and then and then the next point it will come down to is like how will developers based on that rule set how will developers you know end up exploiting it to some extent to like mm. really get maximum gains mm. so but at the end of the day i feel like because 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 uh, the developer ecosystem is very important to apple it needs to play its cards right over here because if it doesn't take uh, if it doesn't take steps that feel good enough to those developers then basically um yeah it's basically like you know uh, uh, it's basically like just giving a big fu to the developer ecosystem <laughs> also right so anyway just to just to kind of summarize but things it it's pretty early i mean the mandate is clear but apple will probably now you know go back to the drawing board to figure out like what is the right balance to achieve in terms of in terms of executing on that mandate and mm. the balance would be between their business the developer ecosystem and their customers um mm-hmm. so i yeah i don't know it it's uh, again a tough problem to solve but yeah let's let's see you know what i'm going to ask now right so it's a tough problem to solve but i'm interested in some uh insights solutions. from you guys <laughs> some solutions let's okay let's say you were all powerful in the games industry and you could choose exactly how the app store fees would work um uh, etc like how how would you arrange this if you were a legislator um and could decide okay apple you can only charge 10% or whatever 10% exactly 10% exactly no um allowance of the like outside payment system 10% there you go so you th- you say the service that apple provides with this app store is worth like the 10% cut that's it yeah well okay. if you ask me this question like um at 5 years ago when you know like the organic uh installs were a thing actually on iOS now and like the pro, um featureings and everything actually could get you a lot of installs uh-huh. it would be definitely a different percentage okay. now it sucks you have a featuring you don't get enough players it's shitty traffic all the like bigger developers are getting all the featureings all the time and if you're a small developer you get one featuring and that's it Mm. If if Apple doesn't like you, so uh, yeah, well, I would stick with the ten percent. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Anto. Let's 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 make it fifteen because come on, man, they, they've cr- <laughs> they've created okay. the ecosystem. They've created a huge, phenomenal uh, marketplace for all the people in the world to play and to publish and to create games. And it costs a lot to you know support that and to develop that. And so, 
they already got a lot of money out of it. Yeah, but like that's their right. That's their birthright for that, because as well as Google Play, because okay, I really <laughs> their birthright. <laughs> I, I, I like that. I nice, like that. Yeah, yeah, nice. Steve Jobs must be like giving you a little thumbs up in his grave. Huh? <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how the biggest free market capitalist is Russian here. Uh, it's, it's, it's ironic. No, but seriously, guys, everybody is like, um, I appreciate the the work indie yeah. developers and like really all the developers do, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, you can you can have you can have alternatives, and you may use this like you can go to Ichio and make an instant game. Uh, and if you're not okay with this with this policy, with this thirty percent policy, but where is all the audience, right? So if you want the audience for the game, you agree to a certain amount of rules and to a certain set of rules for that. So again. I'm not saying that 30% is a justified fee, all right, but you have to cut them some slack because they are developing, they are supporting that ecosystem which has probably the whole world in there, all right? So how right. many how many iPhone users, how many iPad users, and how many Android users are there around? And you have to, you, you have to make this all work all the time, 24-7, so they, deserve at least some of that as a business. Um, so yeah, I would say let's make it 15 and <laughs> get on. All right, Manu. Yeah, I I feel, um, I almost feel like I would go for like some kind of a progressive um, discount model <laughs> on this 30%. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it starts at 30 and there's like a sliding scale over time where it, you know, goes down because, I mean, App Apple's key argument for even charging this 30% is essentially to ensure that their app store experience, uh, their yeah, their customer facing app store experience is a really great experience from the perspectives of uh, uh, security, uh, you know, uh, oh, reducing privacy like, first world. There we go. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Florian is, uh, is uh, having a shot right now <laughs> of, of vodka, whatever. Nice privacy, okay, you know, distribution and like all the backend algorithms to make all like you know, you know, get the visibility that the develop the different developers um, deserve. But yeah, like after the game is out for like some amount of time, you don't continuously need like that thirty percent also. Mm -hmm. um, and and they have proven in the past that you know, uh, like you know, their first year of subscriptions is at thirty, and then second year onwards, it's uh, going down to fifteen percent. And that was a pretty like well embraced move uh, for you know subscription based uh, apps or games. And I don't know, I feel like you could also do a similar model uh, over here. Uh, where you know your first year of business is maybe charged at thirty, but over time it keeps reducing, uh, maybe ending at fifteen. You know, at the end mm -hmm. of the day, well, you have so, now like first million for fifteen percent, and then it's 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 go it's going up to thirty. So yeah. it's just the otherwise, right? Okay. But yeah, probably like the second part to uh, to my solution would be more on like the UX side of things. So um, you know, embracing this embracing this mandate of um, exposing, you know, developers, audiences to different payment me mechanisms, like, like truly embracing it, you know, but not kind of doing just like a, 
like a half-assed job of it and like making mm. it very hard with a lot of friction points and a lot of you know restrictions and rules and things like that so i feel i feel they should also truly embrace it but again when they truly embrace it that that three point balance you know they'll have to find the the solution over there mm. um and I, because i think like i mean based on this um this quote that i read out i mean sending an email and stuff telling people about you know different payment mechanisms how many emails are developers even going to send out i mean our inboxes are full anyway and like that's going to be i mean I, then i don't know then google it goes into your gmail and google is apple's competitor <laughs> and they put it in spam you know so like forget about apple <laughs> forget about <laughs> apple doing anything all right let's um yeah there's some, some interesting views here uh, let's move on third topic china cuts children's gaming to three hours per week So this Monday, China announced that it would limit the amount of time children under 18 can spend playing video games to three hours per week. Um, and it said that this move was necessary to combat gaming addiction. Um, and so the new rules puts the onus on game developers um, and doesn't really, like they don't really like have laws that would punish individuals for playing more than three hours. Um, and so minors will be able to play for one hour from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, and public holidays. And so online gaming companies must ensure that they put real name verification systems in place, um, and all titles will eventually need to be connected to an anti-addiction system, which is being set up by the NPPA, or the National Press and Publication Administration, basically the, the games authority in China. I found this uh, very, very interesting, also very surprising. Um, Tell me, did you guys have a healthy relationship with games when you were young? Because I for sure didn't. <laughs> I played way too much. Well, define define a healthy relationship. All right. So I would wake up on school days at like 4.30 to get some runescape in, to do some grinding, because I was so unhealthily uh, obsessed with that game. Oh, I would define that as a healthy relationship. Uh, yeah, me too. I, <laughs> that I was sounds healthy well. to me. Come on. <laughs> yeah, man. Waking up early, doing productive yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mental yeah. exercise, no physical. That's it. <laughs> That's what I tried to tell my mom, but she wouldn't listen, man. Mm. Well, I played Counter Strike when I was like what twelve, I guess, as a as a semi pro. Uh, I met my my like CMO with, who hired me to Pixel Federation while playing Counter Strike. So you know, there you go, games all the way. Yeah, same here. I mean, very very healthy relationship since I was a kid. I basically decided, I think, when I was ten or twelve years old, that. I'm going to work in the games industry like <laughs> so you know it's it's been there since I was a kid mm. and what do you think Anton yeah I just uh, at school I played FIFA at nights but it was like till 2 a.m at, at most and then I got to sleep so I, w I would call it a healthy relationship and it, it it did not affect it did not affect my grades in any way so I think uh, it did for me in the end <laughs> I, think it did. I know I know a guy I know a guy from my from my class from my school who spent all of his day playing World of Warcraft and oh yeah it, yeah and it actually damaged his life perspectives For I would sure. say because yeah. I'm not sure what he's busy with right now but um uh, uh, World of uh, Warcraft I, yeah, yeah with rates definitely with rates <laughs> yeah I guess he's <laughs> I guess he still plays World of Warcraft yeah So anyway, three hours a week for Chinese kids. Uh, they will they will figure it out, man. They will find yeah. a loophole. Yeah. Yeah. Of think? course. 
I've you heard. Th- I mean, it, it's going to reduce like playtime, no? Like, okay, I mean, obviously there's going to be some some loopholes, uh, but I mean, if they find these ways to you know put name verification, they're increasing the barriers to to play yeah. more, right? So, my question is like, what industry players are impacted by this? Uh, it's gonna have some impact on the revenues in China and uh, the companies, I guess, uh, from young adults, which is which has the which have the spending power. But mm-hmm. you know, it's this is just another regulation. So uh, life will go on. Yeah. Uh, they will co- the market will continue to grow, and uh, you know, the companies are going to adjust. Hmm. Okay, you agree, Manu? Yeah, I agree. I think the share of revenue coming from under eighteen. Uh, year old kids for all these big developers in China that are creating like multi-million few billion dollar games uh, you know that's that will take a hit if they're not spending the time in the games yeah. but <clears throat> yeah, at the core of it this it's it really just I mean they they use thing they use uh, words like spirit you know they called it spiritual opium playing oh, yeah. games uh, <laughs> yeah. then they want to cre- by by implementing this they want to create more um, positive uh, energy is what they say and they want to imbibe the correct values in kids but i don't know i That's feel if bullshit. china's young generation <laughs> if china's young generation grows up like has any similarities in growing up versus like other generations indian european whatever if you choke that generation off of such a like i i would say even natural experience now mm-hmm. that it's going to backfire in the long They're term i feel they're going to be messed up yeah there'll, <laughs> there'll be so much of pent up demand to play games yeah. and you know i mean once maybe, they get a maybe they'll start going there. outside again you know <laughs> you know maybe see yeah the sunlight <laughs> some sports No, I think yeah, it's crazy. Like China, the government is just taking over the job of parenting <laughs> from their citizens. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, but like you guys forcing don't know how to do this, f- forcing change in culture like this, like I don't know. It's it's again, like I said in an earlier podcast on some other China topic. It's just scary to see, you know. And yeah, yeah. I just feel like at the end of the day, it is it is for the Chinese uh, Communist Party. It is. It's a power game, you know. Uh, mm. These some of these companies, um, you know, their CEOs and founders are just becoming more and more powerful in that setting. Uh, mm. The sway that they have on on the country and its culture, and probably even like other, you know, political, economic related uh, topics, the kind of sway that they have will keep increasing. And these guys just don't want to give away that power. And yeah. now they are they're basically. they're trying to like cut the problem at the bud which is the youngest generation if you don't mm. let the young generation grow up with games then probably they will never like games uh, going forward therefore we have cut the problem mm. but but i would say that this generation is going to be like hungry for games when yeah. they mm. come out when they you know get about when 18. they turn 18 they're going to be like yeah. locking themselves up for a few uh, <laughs> a few weeks <laughs> Yeah, man. They'll do like land parties outside the you know Chinese government building. And exactly. <laughs> so I take this. Um, yeah, I was I was uh, on Twitter. I saw someone post that. Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of uh, League of Legends esports. So I used mm-hmm. to play League of Legends like way back, and now I follow the the esports scene quite a lot. There's some European teams that I follow, and so I, I really like the European League of Legends uh, pro scene. Um, but the problem is that in the past years we've been getting demolished. By by China, hmm. so Chinese teams like they crush us. 
And so perhaps, you know, finally we'll have a chance, you know, because now, <laughs> yeah. you know, Chinese kids won't be able to practice. Yeah. And I mean, in esports, like if you're 22, you're already like a boomer and, and, and always too old to, to be competitive. Uh, obviously exaggerated, but um, like if you don't get to play uh, before you're 18 or barely get to play, um, I, I feel like this is going to have an impact on, on their like competitiveness on, on the global level. All right, let's now move on to the bonus segments. Ugh. I hope you guys are ready. Let's, uh, yeah, let's keep them short. So every one of you will get one minute to pitch your dream game. And so, uh, as I said, like you don't have to think about technical limitations. You you can go nuts um, in 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 designing whatever game you would love to play. Uh, Matei, go ahead. Oh man, I hate pitching and selling and everything connected to that. But uh, you know, I, I I I can't do that. But um, okay, okay, it's it's coming, it's coming to my head. Um, so pitching simulator. There you go. Let's <laughs> let's make an idle <laughs> pitching simulator. Pitch your idea without doing it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm going to create a game with, uh, with uh, simulation of pitching where you input the idea either of a company or a game, throw some numbers in, and uh, you'll get a pitch you can use. Idle pitching simulator. There you go. I can already see it in the App Store. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and and, and you, should, you should probably use it for a better pitch. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I know. <laughs> okay. Anton. <laughs> oh, Nico, that that was that was cool, Nico. That was really cool. <laughs> Man, sorry. <laughs> you guys were warned for this. So I expected. I, I really loved the. I, I really loved Nico's expression while you did that. I, yeah, I, I saw that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as you might know, um, I've recently, well, recently, a couple of months ago, I finished Red Dead Redemption Two. So, and I love the game, and of course, it's a masterpiece and all of that. But if we could um, combine Red Dead Redemption 2 with the Westworld reality, you might have seen the show, right? So we could live inside the Red Dead Redemption using VR, of course, and all of that. And we could, you know, um, do all the things you can do in Red Dead Redemption, like finding treasures and, you know, um, robbing trains and all of that. But with the, with the, theme park attraction vibe like getting inside the game and you know buying your avatar and you know pull it, putting on the cowboy hat and all of that and spending it a real day like uh you know a 24 hour day or maybe 12 hour day there with your friends with your band some kind of red dead online but you know with a with a with an avatar buying um, all right idea so yeah, that would be awesome because I love the vibe. I love the you know wild west, but you know getting uh, uh, getting to the next level with that. All right, interesting. So are you like so you end up like shooting a lot of people in the theme park or? <laughs> <laughs> well, have you what seen else? Westworld? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, you should. You, First you season. Should. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. All right, Manu. Um. So one big gap I see in uh, in games in general uh, is the use of humor. I've just not seen too many funny games. <laughs> idle uh, pitching simulator. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Only the idea is funny. Execution, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so 
I don't know. I've just not seen too many funny games. So humor. I want to mix humor with um, with social in some way, and further with filters slash avatars, and how how that would work is I'm thinking of something like something like a uh, re- like a reality TV show experience that you can kind of like play with your friends uh, or even like with random people. Uh, you know, the videos are on for everybody, but you know, because of the filters and avatars, everyone can kind of like uh, obfuscate what they actually look like. But then there is like, I don't know, you have to like do tasks, etc. that Maybe it's like part of the pitch simulator. Maybe like one of the tasks <laughs> is to actually pitch something with like a public voting attached. And it's just like the super social video based experience uh, where you don't really have to be yourself. But the task itself like contribute to, you know, all the humor, uh, etc. attached. And maybe, I don't know, monetization is like fully cosmetic. So uh, that would that would be my pitch. But just a, a micro... Micro session reality TV show experience, uh, yeah, something like so that. So y- you've you've watched like Jersey Shore and you're like, damn, I want to do that, and then and I've and I've not is... even watched uh, Jersey Shore. <laughs> not watch anything. No, I don't. I watch Stranger Things. Go 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 watch Westworld. <laughs> it's way better. All right. Okay. Thanks for that, Manu. Uh, that was pretty good. All right. Let's 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 vote, Mate. Who are you voting for? And you cannot vote for your own uh, idea. Sorry. <sighs> Damn. Okay. Uh, well, I love fun and funny ideas. So well, let's. Uh, I will vote for Manu. All right. Fun. Manu, who are you voting for? Uh, I will vote for. <laughs> I, I liked Idle Pit Simulator actually quite a bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that game. That. I mean, I can also think about ways to level it up already. But. <laughs> but Interesting. <laughs> All right, Anton. What do you vote for? Yeah, I, I actually think that uh, Mate's idea is kind of, uh, you know, I love the enthusiasm, though. So the way he did that was way better. I can't than the believe Mate's going to win this, but I think he's going to win. <laughs> yeah, I have to. I, have to. I, should, I should. Are you voting for Mate, Anton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, Nico. I should start giving myself three votes to. to uh, <laughs> <laughs> to cancel this stuff, but uh, okay, Nico, I, what, guess, what, I guess. What do you vote for, Nico? What I vote for, um, I, I I like Anton's idea. I like uh, I you know vast worlds. <laughs> Matei, come on! You saw my <laughs> face <laughs> when you were pitching. You saw it. I had a huge frown. Uh, anyway, okay, yeah, Matei wins. Look, um, you know, I'm I'm democracy. You know, it's not China here, so yeah, I bribed I bribed them before, so you know. Yeah, clearly. I would actually say that I feel like I win because Nico's opinion for me, you know, yeah, the fact that he chose my thing. I, I remember pitching him, <laughs> not ideal game, but just a game in one of the first episodes. And I didn't he didn't. Win. Yeah, and I, and I didn't win, so thank no, you, you, Nico. Did. And yeah. There you leveled up your, your game. We're, so. we're all winners yeah. here. Nice. I mean, yeah. I, I left with my news idea, so there you go. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> all right. Cool. That rounds up this episode. Thanks for joining me, guys. Anton, Matei, and Manu. Uh, some some really great insights and some good fun listener if you like what you heard feel free to give us a a, a nice rating uh, we hope you enjoyed the show if you have any questions or remarks feel free to send us an email at metacost at navic.co and you can also find us on linkedin and twitter um, this was the metacost by navic and we look forward to speaking to you next week cheers bye thank you bye. thanks bye